Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Culture Cops Podcast. Kabuki Andy here along with Tryout Sam. Sam, what's going on, man? Not a lot, man. I'm doing good. I'm enjoying the new year. How are you doing? I am doing A-OK. We're doing this uh, review with the the Big Sick, and right now I am I also have uh, UT basketball on in the background. Oh, so good. It's, oh, it's good. good. Hey, I'm glad yeah. we beat OU. That felt good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time. <laughs> yep. But um, here we are. We're here talking about um, the Big Sick which is um, 2017's Amazon movie, right? Yeah. Uh, starring uh, Camille Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan. Or is it Kazan? I think it's Kazan. Or is it like Kazan? Kazam. Is it Kazan? Is it Kazan? It's like Kazam. Anyway, She's Shaq. Yeah, she plays um, <laughs> Emily, Kamel's love interest. This is all kind of based off of a real-life thing. Yeah, yeah. Between Kamel Nanjiani and his now wife, then girlfriend. Um, yeah who I think also wrote this with Kamel. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, directed by uh, Michael... Michael oh, Showalter. shit. I didn't know. Yeah. So let, talk to us about Michael Showalter, man. So <laughs> Michael Showalter is an American film director who's from Princeton, New Jersey. He's 47, and we've directed... Or directed. We um, I think we've reviewed... Oh, I don't think... Other than my hello, my name is Doris. I guess that's the only other movie from him that we've reviewed. Um, yeah, we haven't done anything else. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has uh, maybe like ten, fifteen movies out, and they're all received pretty well. Wet Hot American Summer is probably his first big break because after that came out, um, that was one of the first movies that did that kind of had a cult following right when Netflix dropped. Like when it had the online streaming stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so after that, which is kind of a weird thing to Very say because it's like different in time, um, he got more and more popular. And um, his most recent movie other than The Big Sick was Hello, My Name is Doris, which is received pretty well among mm-hmm. critics and and did did OK in the, in the box office. It was a million dollar budget and made 14.7 million back. So it did pretty solid, solidly yeah. there. Um, although The Big Sick is also pretty successful as it's a five million dollar budget, made 55 million dollars back. So um but yeah, he's a pretty uh, interesting director. Right. Yeah, no, it's uh he's got a unique Well, I think he's also also attached to kind of like these kind of subdued like this isn't an alt comedy, but it is that does have some comedic elements to it, don't you think so? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He he doesn't he's not out here making like uh Michael Bay or like Tyler Perry style movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little bit more subversive for, for Showalter. Yeah, and um, my name is Doris in The Big Sick. Now that I know that he's the same director, it's like I can see certain aspects of certain delivery of lines and the way they're shot. I can see a very there's a common thread there for sure. Yeah, yeah, he has a real um, kind of uh, um, humanist, like personal way of um, of directing his movies, where like there's a lot of uh, medium pan shots and just kind of like things that are kind of close enough to where it's kind of it, it, it's interesting to see, but not. Um, not too showy or not too flashy. Yeah. 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 Um, now, what's the whole story about then, my man? So, like you mentioned, it is a, a based on the true story that uh, Kamel has with his now wi- uh, wife, um, Emily Gordon. Um, uh, basically, Kamel is a... Uh, below average <laughs> comedian in yeah. Chicago, and he's just trying to um, make it big. Uh, one night, he is uh, and this part is true to life um one night he is doing his stand-up and um emily 
basically kind of like cheers him on, but it throws Kumail off of his game. So he's kind of like weirded out by it in the movie. Right. They be- get back together uh, like a little bit later and uh, after the show is over and he kind of hits on her and they kind of um, start the relationship after that. In real life, I think it's like a couple weeks later or something. But um, it's about their relationship and um, they start dating and then... Um, Emily gets really, really sick, which happens yeah. in real life too. She has um, stills, like adult stills disease, which is some kind uh-huh. of autoimmune disease, I guess. Um, and so uh, she is hospitalized and yeah. um, Kumail kind of puts her into a coma sort of because that's, I guess, yeah. the best thing to deal with that. And the rest mm-hmm. of the movie is about Kumail meeting her parents and then also trying to duck being like thrown into an arranged marriage by his own parents. Um, and then she gets out and then, you know, they kind of reconciliate. So that's, that's basically what the movie's about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fun movie. Very fun movie. Yeah. Um, also I guess it's, it's, you know, we already knew the story before watching the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you. Know, it's like you know. Spoiler: She doesn't die. Right. Because yeah. they're married and they wrote the fucking story together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's it's a fun movie. It's also like kind of a kind of a sad movie in some ways. But it's, yeah, it's all, all in all like for such a dark problem that they had. Right. Yeah. Um. It's an interesting film for sure. Yeah. Definitely now, a dark um, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um what would you say was the stuff that stuck out to you in terms of good things with this movie? So overall, uh, again, also like with Hello, My Name is Doris, I do like Showalter's directing style. Um, Like Uh I mentioned, he does have a lot of good, he uses a lot of good camera tricks and um, uh, like pacing tricks that kind of help his characters develop in a natural way. Like when Uh you first meet um, uh, Emily's parents who are in the movie played by Holly Hunter and a fantastic Ray Romano who like, Steals the scene every time he's on, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say because Ray Romano is kind of a bonehead from Everybody Loves Raymond and some other stuff, but he's really good in this. Um, uh, when you meet them, you kind of get that they're like stereotypical, you know, kind of mad parents because they're mad at what uh, uh, Kumail uh, uh, had done to Emily and all the stuff that happened with Emily's illness. But you kind of, he has a good way of bringing characters around and make you, making you like um, everyone that's on screen, even if they're not perfect, even if they're not like the best character. So, um, the, the way he writes his characters and, and has them act in, in most of the scenes for the most part, seems very natural and believable and, and, um, more like kind of documentarian, almost like the office or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. then, then it does like a, uh, just kind of like a trope, like a, a movie filled with tropes. Cause there are a lot, a lot of kind of stereotypical things in the movie with a lot of the characters, but it doesn't ever feel uh, disingenuous or fake or anything like that. So definitely direction is pretty cool. Um, and I did like, uh, especially, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who I'm sure most of y'all, when you see him, you'll recognize him from, uh, um, the show on HBO. What's it called again? The one with all the Silicon Valley. Yeah. Silicon Valley. Cause he plays the, he plays one of the dorks on that show. Um, yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's known mostly for comedic roles. This might be his first one where he has to play kind of both, but for the most part, he's playing a dramatic character. So, um, mm-hmm. I really liked, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I know he, he cast himself, which <laughs> is taking a little bit of Liberty, but he, he, uh, he did a, a really, really strong job at, um, playing kind of a complex character who's conflicted between, you know, dating this girl and then like her illness and then her, his own parents and all that stuff. So, um, that was pretty cool. I also liked, um, the vignette little things that you got with, uh, 
the girls that his parents were trying to set him up with because they seem yeah. very natural. Like in the in the um in the advertisements for the movie, it seemed like they were going to be really cheesy and like one note and like one or two of them were because they were only there for like 10 or 15 seconds. And that but, was kind of like the purpose for it too. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the other ones, they were much more uh, genuine. And I think my favorite scene is the one where he kind of breaks things off with the Khadija one. Um, cause that seemed very natural and, and very sincere. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Yeah. She did an awesome job and she's, she's not in, I think she's in, um, my worst ex-girlfriend or my worst, whatever that show is on the CW with girlfriend in the name. Um, oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was, she was strong. She, her, she was strong. So yeah, casting really well done and, and overall directing was pretty solid for me. But yeah. what about you, Andy? What were you feeling? I really liked, uh, yeah, I like the directing. I like the directing of My Name is Doris, too. I just thought that this story was better than My Name is Doris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Command and Gianni, I mean, they wrote it. It's kind of like a Ricky Gervais, The Office situation, where he's like writing this thing for himself. Yeah. And he already lived it, kind of, sort of. So yeah. he already kind of knows what to do with it. So it's like, it's like, it fits like a, go- a glove. And uh, the material is something that he seems he feels so comfortable with and knows so well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the play between um, Emily and Kamel in the movie. Uh, I liked I liked Ray Romano's character a lot. Yeah, he was great. He was Emily's really really dad. good. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when they're Kamel and him are lying on air mattresses together. Um, kind of. Sh- it's almost like a little confession to Kamel, right? Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome and, scene. Kamel's like, "Well, we could talk about. Let's go to bed now, right?" Like that <laughs> is very funny. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? What did I do? I like that part. That yeah. was a really funny scene. <laughs> um, there are things like that because this movie is is definitely more. If you had to define, a, if you had to put a movie to a definition. Like, give me an example of a dramedy. I think this would be a pretty much down the middle dramedy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. Yeah. And um, I also like that it was made off of five million and it grossed over fifty-five million. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, it's like Deserving. I feel like when you're watching something like this, you're happy that they got they deserve all the stuff they got from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was well written, and um, I liked. Uh, I liked this movie. You know what I was going to talk to you about um, before? We could, and now I'll save it for um, things like. Uh, you, did you already? You already said your favorite scene. Yeah, I think I think it was the one where he breaks things off with Khadija. A second one would be um, the one at the very end when he's talking to his dad. That oh, actor yeah. is a huge deal. Um, his name is yeah. uh, Anum Kerr, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's been in like 500 movies. This was his 500th movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's incredible. And he's he's like super, super well known in India and, and in Bollywood and stuff. So it was really cool to um, have uh, an actor with that kind of prowess and in that uh, in that sphere to come to do an American movie where he plays a character who is in part kind of challenge, like in a movie that's kind of challenging a lot of those norms. That was really cool. Yeah. That's a really good kind of, Oh, he was in. great too. Yeah. Yeah. And he was awesome. So I, I really liked uh, that very last scene. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's, he's mad, but he's also being magnanimous and in, in like a very yeah. genuine way. Apparently that's the first scene he shot for the that's entire movie. The first movie. scene they yeah. shot in the movie. Yeah. So that's very cool. Yeah. But, yeah. um, it's a big deal. Again, I think the casting, uh, casting there didn't seem to be well okay I, th- I was gonna say the main cast great 
Yeah. Uh, like the, I, I will not bitch about like the, like the nurses and the doctors and stuff like that. Oh, the main cast, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The main cast was cast perfectly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, um, I guess things we, um, I guess my favorite scene again, I'll just say the, um, the, the air mattress thing. Yeah. Pretty good. Super funny. Uh, moving on to things that we didn't like so much. Um, uh, you want to start off my man? Yeah. So, um, mostly the thing I didn't like is that, uh, the movie seems to have some, like, there's like a sub story involving Kumail and his like comedian friends, which is fine, but also seems really predictable across the board. Um, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of that stuff. Not that it's like bad in the movie, but it's right. just kind of like for a movie that's kind of trying to speak on so many different things. Maybe they could have like left out some of the stuff with his comedian friends because I don't care about any of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, especially the one who's like the weird roommate that nobody likes. Like I get it. Nobody likes him. You don't have to keep like telling me that nobody likes him. Um, right. Sean Walter seems to do that. He did it in my hello. My name is Doris, too, with like the gay thing where he kept like making like references or like dude just kept bringing it up it's kind of like you don't need to do this man yeah um it's like a weird tick he has i guess um so i didn't like some of that stuff uh also um the the, apparently there was a story that involved there was like a sub story that involved david allen greer and um they cut it from the movie but he is in other parts of the movie and he seems to act like kind of like a caricature like he's real extremely cheesy in a lot of parts yeah. uh yeah. which which just seems out of place with again the casting for the other characters which seems so mm. natural he kind of sticks yeah. out and i'm sure like if we had that larger you know subplot in it would have been right uh, like I, I could understand it more but um that it's he he seemed like way too intense although he's mostly in the beginning part um it was just yeah. like way way intense so yeah wasn't wasn't a big fan of his stuff um but yeah, other than that, I don't think there was anything super major I can think of right now that I, right. I, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of. I kind of wish the I kind of wish there was more variety in the music, but the music's not bad. I just wanted you know. It's kind of same thing with uh, My Name Is Doris too, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just you could probably put the same you could probably put the My Name Is Doris soundtrack onto this movie and <laughs> be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I kind of just want. different things more things it would have been fine but yeah what about you andy what were things you weren't feeling too much i mean i'm gonna go with you and say the pay like there's some pacing points where just like you have the sub story but you don't have the sub story of him being the the comedian and then when i read that david allen greer had a bigger part it made more sense subplot i was like oh i can see where they started that something hit the chopping block yeah right yeah um, because there's there are bits and pieces where you know and then when it's kind of like the whole we're we're moving to New York thing right yeah that was um odd. that was that seemed like if they had another thirty minutes of them all talking and hanging out I would get it right yeah but um that's the only gripe I had um I forgot to mention my other favorite scene oh okay go ahead which is which is the one man show. When you see it for the first time. Oh yeah, that uh, right. Th- yeah, that being interspersed throughout the movie was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. gag to me never got old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the use the use of his roommate in the one man show made me even happier. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but it's it's also kind of like this is what I want to get into before we do the the ratings. Um, don't think twice in this movie, especially in the beginning of this movie, definitely had the same fucking vibe um, in terms of like uh, aspiring um, 
improv actors and these aspiring comedians. Yeah, right? I, I agree 100%. You could probably intersperse shots from the beginning of Don't Think Twice into the big sick and you wouldn't miss a beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was wondering, um, I first of all, when I started, because it starts with him kind of at the club doing his shtick, right? Yeah, yeah. I was worried that this was going to be another Don't Think Twice, right? Yeah. And very quickly you find out, oh, it's not that movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I guess what what I was going to ask you, what do you think this movie does better in terms of kind of being this like self-aware inside look into aspiring artists um, (laughs) versus don't think twice? Uh, Well, I I don't know if it's like a better or worse thing. I think it's just the nature of the films because don't think twice is entirely focused on it. And it's Uh something that I think when we review that, we also mentioned it, it kind of gets repetitive. Like, like I understand what is going to happen. So it gets really predictable. And in this, it's also predictable, but it's a much smaller part of the movie. It's maybe like 15% of the entire movie. It's not that important. Um, And so I think that's why when it does show up in the big sick, it's much more forgivable because it's like, oh, we get it. It's just a trope that I I think really the reason why they have it that way, the the way they have it um, very easy to follow and kind of... like an archetype is so that it right. can draw more audience goers into the characters a little bit faster. It's like a shortcut because you yeah. kind you kind of already know what Kumail's all about, what his goals are, what he wants to to yeah. gain from from um, this line of career. You know, right. so yeah, I think I think it's more of like a kind of easy shortcut and don't think in in, uh, in the big sick than it is in yeah. don't think twice, which is totally what the entire movie is about <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah and i think that that movie's even though it's like the same vibe i feel like don't think twice is more pretentious i don't know if it's pretension or if it's just like a lot of it yeah there there's it just it covers lots of the same things in a slower way in a less yeah. elegant way <laughs> yeah 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 no i think i think hands down um Big Sick is probably the better movie. That probably definitely is the better movie. Yeah, definitely a better movie. (laughs) Um, It's well. Here's the other thing. Like, I feel like it's funnier. I feel like it's not. It's dark. I would say it's darker than Don't Think Twice. But for some reason, Don't Think Twice has this like weird, like purposefully bitter like undertone going throughout it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Super bitter. Which is annoying because um, I think that's what bothers me about that is like it's it's a bitter movie about someone who thinks they should have made it but they didn't do it but they're the only person that's thinking they should have made it yeah yeah so that's the thing that annoyed me about that movie yeah right? and and to uh, be fair to be fair both mm-hmm. of those movies are ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now with the difference being. Uh, that one of them is better than the other. Well, the audience only 60, <laughs> 69% liked it uh, for Don't Think Twice, 89% liked it for um, uh, The Big Sick. Also, about twice as many fresh reviews. <laughs> oh, for the wow, big sick. good, yeah, good for the Big Sick. Well, that's well deserved compared yeah. to Don't Think Twice. Um, but and the big the big sick this sounds cheesy but it does have heart and it is kind of like a family movie so yeah definitely we we weren't really talking about that stuff because that kind of gets into more spoilery things about the little parts because again everybody knows that kind of the beginning and end of the arc of what happens in the story but really the right. the heart of the story the best parts of the story come from the interactions that Kamel has with his parents and with Emily's yeah. parents um and and all of the other people that are on their journey together so right yeah yeah, yeah very nice so if we're gonna do it um one to ten my man we'll get into the reviews 
the scale, I should say, oh, 10 being the perfect movie, one being, uh, or zero rather, being the worst movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it and why? I'd probably give this a nine um, because it does handle nice. a lot of different a lot of different themes in a in a pretty good way um again there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of parts in the movie that kind of detracted or make things kind of worse um and uh it, it was kind of cool to have i know it's not an original story for kumail but it's a pretty original story for the big screen um to come to come out so uh definitely right. like those aspects of it um plus kumail like they ha- there's a lot of good jokes and like a lot of good one-liners that ray ray has that everybody has yes. basically <laughs> so yes um i do like that it's a dark comedy that does have pretty good one-liners so yeah what about you andy what were you feeling i'm giving this a solid eight okay um very good movie i liked it a lot yeah um what does imdb have imd with you up front right now uh no but um it's like a 7.7 i think on imdb i just don't have the rotten tomatoes up okay rotten tomatoes it's 8.2 from the average rating of critics it's a 4.2 out of 5 for the audience so yeah it's rock solid i thought it was a good movie um it's a it's a fun movie it's a dark movie at the same time uh you know we both it's streaming on amazon right Mm -hmm. so yeah Obviously, it's uh, one of those things where um, it's not. This wouldn't have been a movie where you had to see it on big screen. You'll appreciate it just as much oh, as you yeah. would big screen or small screen. Yeah, I right? agree. I agree. Yeah, totally. Um, what would you say if you're in the mood for X? This is the movie for you, I guess. Uh, if you're in the mood for kind of like a like a rom com, but you don't want to watch Jennifer Aniston, but you still want good jokes and laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check out check out the big sick. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a fairly relaxed movie, even though there are some tense moments, right? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the negative reviews um, from the New Yorker, it's Richard Brody from the New Yorker, who I think is actually pretty awesome, is that it mm-hmm. uh, the movie suffers from an excess of pleasantness, which I agree with. It's super pleasant yeah. the entire time. Um, yes. it's not trying to be edgy or cool. It's, it's mm-hmm. not the goal. Mm-hmm. Of <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of like uh, movie. It's not an Ozu film, right? There's yeah. not a lot of heft here. No, but it's not a, really. It's just a pleasant film, even though it's dealing with a uh, a deadly sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, B- but um, I think I think nine and eight. That's a good score. It's a little higher than average for, compared to everybody else's, but I think it's right up there. General consensus is this is a good movie, and yeah. I would recommend it. Um, for anybody who wants to just rent a movie on a weekend and watch something fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool, cool. Well, uh, thanks as always, everybody, for listening in. Uh, let us know what you think about The Big Sick if you've given it a chance and, and, and your favorite scenes and whatnot. We really do appreciate y'all for listening. Please be sure to like us on the SoundCloud and Facebook and all the good stuff. And we really do appreciate y'all for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.